At University of Virginia Health System, we're for bringing advanced care closer to home. So we're bringing health knowledge directly to you with UVA Health System Radio. Here's Melanie Cole. If you suspect that your child might have a curvature of the spine, what options are available for patients with early onset scoliosis? My guest today is Dr. Anuj Singla. He's a fellowship-trained orthopedic spine surgeon whose specialties include caring for patients with scoliosis at UVA. Welcome to the show, Dr. Singla. What is early onset scoliosis, and what are the symptoms that parents might recognize in their children that would even send them to the doctor to begin with? Good morning, Marilyn. Thanks for having me. Scoliosis is a lateral or a sideways curve of the spine. Normally, our spine is straight upright, but when the spine starts growing sideways in the shape of a C or S, it's what we call scoliosis. And early onset scoliosis is when the scoliosis starts early on, say, less than 10 years of age. That's early onset scoliosis. So the most important, uh, remarkable symptom of uh, scoliosis is asymmetry or unevenness. Normally, our spine, and for that matter, whole of our body is very symmetrical, very even on both sides, right side and the left side of the body. But if you notice that uh, uh, there is some unevenness in the uh, kid's body with regards to spine or adjacent to the spine, like a tilted or uneven shoulder, one shoulder blade protruding more than the other, or prominence of ribs on one side, or uneven waistline or uneven pelvis, one hip higher than the other, or overall kid leaning onto one side. These are the things that should give you the early clue that the kid might have scoliosis and you should see a specialist. Is this something in a pediatrician's office during their well visit that might be caught by the pediatrician when they, you know, are just doing their normal well visit? Yeah, actually, most of the times, uh, parents has the features of unevenness, like I just mentioned. But sometimes they, the uh, the findings are so subtle; it's so minor difference between the right side and the left side overall asymmetry that the parents do not notice that, and the pediatricians are very good at pointing that out. And uh, we get a lot of referred patients from the pediatricians all over the region, uh, where the uh, pediatrician or the primary care doctors and find out about the scoliosis and the patients get referred over to us. Are there certain groups of patients, Dr. Singla, that are at higher risk than others? Yeah, there are certain uh, group of patients. uh, Like uh, early onset scoliosis, we broadly uh, say there are uh, a neuromuscular type of early onset scoliosis, which is uh, imbalance of the nerve and the muscle function. Uh, like in cerebral palsy, CP, spinal muscular atrophy, muscular dystrophies, or uh, paraplegia or a traumatic spinal cord. If the nerve and the muscle balance uh, goes haywire, then they can get scoliosis. Some kids who have uh, some syndromes in the body, like Marfan syndrome or neurofibromatosis or uh, dwarfism, they also have a higher chances of getting scoliosis. Some kids who uh, have an abnormal bone in the spine, which is present since the birth, what we call as congenital scoliosis, they can also have a big scoliosis deformity early on in their life. And at the same time, the biggest chunk of our patient is a group of patients who are otherwise completely normal, 
no problem with any other system in the body they just have scoliosis and there is no reason for them to have scoliosis but they end up having scoliosis what a scary diagnosis i would assume for parents so what treatment options are available and what can they look toward for the future of this child are they going to be you know standing upright after these treatments what are the options out there and what are the outcomes uh melanie uh, this is a very interesting question because treatment option for scoliosis and especially early onset scoliosis has to be customized for every child's need there is no one single answer for all the patients so the treatment has to be individualized individualized so we tend to uh, there are broadly three categories of treatment three steps of treatment first is observation where we just look at the child and see if it is progressing if the curve is getting worse over time or not so we uh, take images of the spine we uh, take a mri or a ct scan to uh, make sure we understand uh, the problem and we take the consultation with uh, some of the other specialist uh, uh, to make sure there is no other problem in any other part of the body so that's observation the second step is doing a non surgical treatment non surgical treatment uh, we use bracing and casting for that and that's really very effective and that's one of the main lines uh, mainstay treatment uh, for uh, scoliosis especially early on and the third category of treatment is uh, doing a surgery and uh, for the surgery i would uh, like to mention that there have been some tremendous advances in the treatment of scoliosis and early onset scoliosis in last 5 to 10 years earlier the treatment option uh, for early onset scoliosis and scoliosis were used to be only fusing the spine so we used to fuse the spine so the spine does not grow any more crooked or any more curved than it is now or we used to correct the spine and then fuse it but that was a problem for especially for early onset because if you fuse the spine that also fuses the chest cavity or the thorax and if the chest does not grow say in a 5 or 6 year old the space available for the lungs for breathing gets very compromised or very jeopardized and that has a far reaching effect and the lungs do not the lungs cannot actually grow to the normal extent for the rest of their lives but with the newer advances of non fusion technologies we can really overcome it's it's still early on for the non fusion technologies for spine but i guess we have made some ground breaking achievements in last 5 to 10 years and now we have the growing rods we have the detraction based system we have the magic rod system we don't have to fuse the spine with the tethering and stapling so there are a couple of options which uh, uh, we can uh, customize as per the kids age kids growing potential the flexibility of the curve and the severity of the curve Dr. Singla, when you speak about bracing and casting and traction, back in the day we would see people, you know, young kids walking around in those really severe braces with their heads up and then, you know, and it was something that really restricted that child's movement and in school put kind of set them aside from the other children. What is it like now if a child has to go through bracing or casting or traction? Uh the principle behind the bracing is to we have to Uh, push on certain segment of the spine on the convexity or the rounding side so that the spine grows straight so the brace obviously has to be worn for uh, quite 
a significant amount of time we say about 16 to 18 hours a day but the bracing material has changed a lot in in last 5 uh, to 10 years and it's people do not notice if you are wearing a, a brace underneath your sh- in your clothing people do not notice and kids do not have any major restriction uh, with the brace on and for the kids play time and activity time we encourage them to take the brace off say after the school period we encourage them to take the brace off couple of hours and uh, so the kids have a time to do all the fun activities as well that's really great information that gives hope to parents dr singla why should patients come to uva for their care uh that's an interesting question um i'm fellowship trained and i have the uh, the training in uh, the latest and cutting edge technologies like the non fusion uh, methods i was just mentioning and if you combine that with the extensive experience of my mentor dr abel over here it makes up a great uh, pediatric spine surgical team and spine and scoliosis treatment is not just pediatric spine surgeon it's a big team effort in involves pediatric spine surgeons team of intensive care uh, intensivist icu nurses anesthetist therapist orthotist who work with the braces neurologist so, and I feel we have a great uh, team taking care of kids with scoliosis over here at UVA. Also, we also have a, a low-dose uh, imaging modalities because, like I mentioned, these kids need frequent and repeated imaging of the spine. And with uh, over uh, a long period, the radiation amount in the body can have impact on the overall growth potential, on all the glands, and on the reproductive function later on. And if we can cut down on the radiation dose, it can significantly impact uh, the overall growth of the kid. And we also have a one-stop solution to the problem over here. We have uh, the imaging, our clinic, and our bracing shop all under one roof in our clinic setup. Thank you so much. You're listening to UVA Health Systems Radio. For more information, you can go to uvahealth.com. That's uvahealth.com. This is Melanie Cole. Thanks so much for listening.